You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 25. As I am doing a solo show, as Andy is apartment hunting in Brooklyn, and we wish him the best of luck with that, and hopefully he finds uh, the perfect spot. But here I am talking a little New York Rangers hockey, going to rip a quick half-hour solo podcast, and uh, there's kind of a lot to talk about, but there's also like nothing to talk about. I don't I don't know how those statements are true at the same time, but it feels like all is pretty good in New York Rangers world. But if you're a true fan, you know that we are so far from being a true Stanley Cup competitor that there's still so much on our plate that we have to take care of. And, you know, those are the topics that, you know, Andy and I have covered. And, you know, I'm going to touch on a little bit because uh, it's funny. I finally seen on NHL.com Rosen, Mr. Dan Rosen, and covered, you know, uh, the New York Rangers options going forward on what they should do. Obviously, uh, on the right side, uh, the Rangers are lacking. So there's either going to be some sort of uh, uh, upgrade at some point in the season, whether that be, be via trade or uh, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the Rangers are going to do. Uh, I truly do think, though, in the defensive department, they need to make a change. Although Jones has looked pretty good, but we'll get into that. Uh, you know, the New York Rangers are coming off, you know, a, a pretty impressive three game span here where I felt like, uh, I don't know. I felt like, you know, the Rangers, how they're playing, it felt like they're getting a lot of, you know, um, they're getting shellacked by the media, by fans, by Twitter that, you know, they truly weren't competitive. And, and I kind of agree that. Although the New York Rangers are impressive record-wise, although they have you know a great point percentage when you look at them in the standings, I still think that you know they fall into a tier two category when you look at the Stanley Cup contenders. And I'm talking about can they compete against Tampa Bay, even though they beat them twice? We all know playoffs are a different, different animal. Can they compete with the Florida Panthers? Can they compete with the Washington Capitals? Can they compete with the Carolina Hurricanes? Can they compete with the Toronto Maple Leafs? And pretty soon, you'll be hearing, can the Rangers compete with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Because the Penguins haven't played a game, I felt like, in two seasons. 
and you know what they've been able to do and how they have been just creeping up the standings pretty soon you'll see them at the very top and i'm talking about the very top where they could take over this division and win this division outright if uh they can stay healthy and you know uh kind of maintain this uh rhythm that they have going i mean they're very well coached as new york rangers fans uh, all know and you know they have the personnel to do it and they kind of remind me of the you know the uh, new england patriots where it's next man up mentality and you got to give credit where credit is due uh yeah the pittsburgh penguins are one of those teams boston is another one of those teams where i, I know we touched on this you know there was a, a fork in the road for the boston bruins this season and I still think they haven't made a decision which direction they're going to go in. Uh, they're 17 and 10 and two with 36 points and 29 games played. You get them, you know, let's just say they win three of their next five games that they're still lacking uh, in the standings. You know, they're right in the mix uh, of being in right there in the mid forties in terms of points. So, you know, you know, Boston, again, not a team that you can't count, you can't count them out. Detroit, you know, I hate to say it, you know, they'll, they'll be competitive, but I just don't think they have the depth to be competitive and and make a run for a playoff spot. Uh, The only other team that I really want to speak about uh, is the New Jersey Devils. I do think if they get healthy, which they just fell apart since the last podcast, uh, Dougie Hamilton has a, he's out. Someone has a broken jaw. I don't even know if that was Dougie Hamilton. They have broken jaws. They got hip injuries. They got COVID people. It's just, you name it, the New Jersey Devils have it. And uh, yeah, if they can't stay healthy, they don't have a, a chance in hell. How about that? That's uh, pretty ironic right there. So uh, the New York Rangers are sitting pretty right now. If you look at the Eastern Conference, you know what? Fuck the conference uh, standings. We're going to do wildcard standings because that's how people make the playoffs these days. The New York Rangers are right now uh, 34 games played. They're first in the Metro with 48 points tied with Washington, but we have more regulation wins. So we get the top seed. Carolina has only played 31 games with 47 points. So, you know, obviously they would have to have an epic collapse there to, uh, you know, to not overpass, uh, you know, or take over that first spot, uh, you know, as us and Washington are essentially tied. Um, if you look at the Atlantic, you have Tampa Bay in first that the Rangers is beat up on. We'll get into that a little bit. And they got the Florida Panthers, uh, you know, one point behind them with two games in hand. And then you have Toronto Maple Leafs only five points out of first place, but they have four games in hand. So, you know, that's a, you know, any week that those uh, three spots are changing. Uh, Pittsburgh and Boston making your wild card. You know, for the first time in a long time, uh, obviously, you know, positionings will be much different, I think, at, by the end of the season. But, you know, for the most part, if you told me that those are the eight teams that will represent the East, the playoffs, I would, you know, Rangers would be the only one I think that would shock people. I think most people would write Washington, Carolina, Pittsburgh into a playoff spot, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, easily locked in those three spots. And then, you know, Boston and New York Rangers maybe in a wild card spot. I don't think that's totally outrageous. I think, you know, water's kind of finding its level. Now it's just uh, about seeding. And as long as the Rangers stay strong, uh, they've proven so far that they compete can compete with anyone. Uh, they're great at getting points against teams that they should get points against. And, you know, the narrative that, you know, they're, they only win against shit teams is, you know, kind of falling apart as the New York Rangers, you know, just played, uh, and beaten the Tampa Bay lightning twice. And now that the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, 
even though I know Edmonton, if you look at it, Edmonton, you know, McDavid testing for COVID the day after he plays the New York Rangers, which kind of, kind of stinks, uh, for Edmonton, but you know, all in all, I don't know. I don't know. Like Edmonton is one of those teams where, you know, are they a good team? Are they a bad team? I think any team with Connor McDavid on, you have to respect and consider it good. So, you know, the Rangers were able to shut down that line despite, you know, I, I would imagine COVID was in his body and maybe that played a role in, you know, them being able to shut them down, but they did it anyways. And, and, you know, the Rangers walk away with two points and a, a really good feel good win at home uh, as they start a Western road trip. So, um, you know, I, I kind of want to get into the, the game and get into a little bit of the details. Now, listen, the New York Rangers have been, God, they've been a tough team to watch sometimes because they sometimes don't play a full 60 minutes. This game, I really thought the Rangers pulled one out where you feel that, you know, this team played a full 60 minute game. They were able to shut down one of the most dynamic lines in the NHL and they really played as a unit. And you really saw once again, when this team buys into their own identity, and it's not being flashy. It's kind of doing the little things. It's playing well and as a unit in the defensive zone where they're able to throw pucks out and, and you know, win loose pucks in the neutral zone, get the pucks deep, uh, you know, make their defensemen work. And you, they, you really saw a team that exposed a weakness uh, of the opponent. And I feel like with the Rangers, you don't always get that a lot. You kind of get them, you know, where they play that rope to who's going to make the first mistake. They exposed the Edmonton Oilers for their weakness. And now everyone knows that the Edmonton Oilers defense is not the greatest, but they really, they make, they made them work and, you know, they were creating turnovers. They were generating shots, uh, you know, and it was actually pretty fun to watch as a fan to see a team kind of exploit, maybe a middle of the pack team in the NHL, uh, you know, now that they've kind of fallen apart a little bit, but you know, the Rangers manhandled them and, you know, you, you got to give credit where credit is due. They they played a great game and they were able to, you know, walk away again, like I said, uh, with a victory. And uh, it, it's funny, uh, my friend Phil, who's been on the podcast before, you know, basically couldn't be more of a bullseye when uh, if you're playing against Lafreniere, tell your goalie to never leave the net. I don't know what it is. But Lafreniere, and Andy's going to give credit because he's so smart with his positioning. I don't know what it is. I honestly think, I don't know, maybe he's slipping in something in the, in, the, uh, in the water bottle, in the goalie water bottle before the game, and they don't know about it. But these goalies are making hor- horrendous decisions with the puck when Lafreniere is in the, he, I mean, it's just, it's one bad play after another. And this kid is always in a position where you can just slide the puck in. Now, the one against Edmonton was a little bit tougher, as in he had to slide the puck to one part of the net as opposed to having the whole net open like he did against Tampa Bay. And, you know, uh, again, the goals are goals in the NHL as far as I'm concerned. Whether they're empty net or, you know, uh, you know a snipe bar down, a goal is a goal. They count exactly the same on a score sheet. And if, if this kid's able to do this on a consistent basis, you know, 20, 25 times a season, then I'll, I'll take that right now. And, you know, we all kind of want him to develop and become that playmaker. And you see sometimes his vision is there and, you know, he has some shifts where he does great things, but, you know, overall just 
His strength along the boards is weak. Maybe he should move move to center. Uh, he is smart without the puck. He is always in the right positioning defensive-wise. But again, I, I'm not going to hang my hat on the first overall pick and say, wow, he's a great defensive player. That's like the most absurd thing in the world. And, you know, as Ranger fans, we don't get first overall picks. You know, we want to be excited about Kako. We want to be excited about Lafreniere. So I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, tell everybody that you're wrong getting frustrated about uh, Lafreniere because he's a great defensive player. No, you should be mad. You should be annoyed. You want him to be, you know, a star player in this NHL. You want him to be dominant. You want him to rack up a million points. You want him to be a leader. You want him to be a future assistant captain because we all know Fox should be the captain of this hockey team. We'll talk about him a little bit. But, you know, him and Kako, as in Lafreniere and Kako, you know, as much as, you know, we keep saying, you know, they're developing, they're developing. There is something to say, and I'll take a step back, and I know, you know, don't tell Andy I'm doing this, but I'm taking a step back a little bit right now because I have to play, I guess, the medium role here without Andy. There is something to say about this New York Rangers team and this roster and where they are in the standings and what they're able to do day in and day out against, you know, these teams in the NHL that, you know, are they that bad? Is Lafreniere and Kako that bad? Maybe they're not. I mean, look where we are in the standings. Look at, look at you know, some of the teams that we've been able to beat. And, you know, we threw in Georgie in that last game. He gets a huge win. That's a huge confidence booster. We won on a back-to-back, which is, you know, always tough. And the Rangers have not looked at all good on a back-to-back. But they were able to win a hockey game and not only win it, dominate, and look really good and exploited the uh, the weaknesses of the Edmonton Oilers. and. You know, I, I know they're kind of a, a shit organization, but you look at them and what they've been able to accomplish in the NHL over the last few seasons with, you know, the best, you know, best offensive line in hockey, you know, and the Rangers, you know, were able to walk away with a, a convincing win. And that makes you feel good as a New York Rangers fan. And those are the things that you got to build on. And, you know, it's it just it's it's tough. You know, you look at Kako, five goals, six, six assists. You look at Lafreniere right there, eight goals, three assists, with both 11 points. Kako played 30 games, Lafreniere 34. You know, it's just, you want more, but it's, it is what it is, you know. If they're both 30-point seasons and we finish at the top of the standings and we make a move to bring in a, you know, a legit top six forward and a, a legit, you know, third-pairing defenseman that, you know, is going to do wonders for us with defensive depth, depth come the playoffs that's a tough word for me because i feel like i have a big tongue so um yeah it's tough for me to pronounce some words sometimes i'm not as eloquent as uh andy so you know the new york rangers you know we have a lot of problems but the problems that we have on our current roster i i think i might need to take a step back and just say look what we've done so far are the players really that bad i mean obviously there's players like Nemeth and, you know, I'd even question, you know, McKegg at times, but, you know, again, McKegg played a nice scrappy game and, uh, you know, looked solid for us. And if that's our extra forward and that's what he brings when he comes into the lineup, I mean, so be it. The guy's making no money. He's a NHL veteran. He, he's a guy that's, you know, been around the league and, and knows what it takes to, to play a full NHL season, the roller coaster, the ups and downs, the grind of it. So you want those guys around the younger players. So I, I kind of get it. Uh, he doesn't bring, you know, a lot, you know, in the lineup, but in terms of his presence, 
uh, you know, I, I'm sure he's open to bounce questions off of, you know, when they're, you know, not on at the ice facility or, you know, wherever they are. Um, you know, hopefully he's, you know, one of those guys that, you know, kind of is a, a leader on this team being a New York Ranger for, for the past couple of years and kind of now seeing his way out as this team takes the next step and grows. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. And since the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, you know someone's just going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's talk a little bit about what the Rangers should do. Now, I'm going to bring up these talking points because, I don't know, I feel like we haven't spoken about these two players at all on this podcast as options. And, you know, I am curious to see what New York Rangers, you know, Twitter and New York Ranger fans in general would think of these two names because one in particular does make a lot of sense and this particular team will be making moves but first i want to get into one where you know it it would be fun but i think ranger fans we know what this is and it's a hard no for me uh i know he'd be great i know he plays centers joe pavelski of the dallas stars i know he still has it uh he's still a great player in this nhl he's so smart uh it'd be a great power play guy uh i don't know if you take Kreider's position in front of the net but I don't know what we're truly upgrading in terms of uh, is he going to be a third line center uh, with, with, that plays the power play? I, I don't know exactly where Joe Pavelski fits. In my eyes, we're de- in desperate need of a right winger. Um, I don't know. Can Pavelski play the right wing? I, I, will he want to do that? Can he do that? Is he, you know, is he going to want to play a physical style that Gallant kind of expects from this team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to take a chance on a grizzly old veteran that you know does still want to win a Stanley Cup, obviously, because he doesn't have one. But you know, I've seen this so many times with the New York Rangers, and for me, it's a hard no on Joe Pavelski. So, but I, I, I can see the case for it. It's not like I am just closed-minded and like crazy not to add him. It's just that I've been burned by this bridge. I don't know why burning bridges. I've been burned by this move that the Rangers have made in the past, bringing in you know the veterans. Pavelski may be different, but I just feel like it doesn't fit this aura that the New York Rangers have this season. A guy I think that would be very interesting, um, top six role at right wing, Riley Smith of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are a team that 
are going to have to shed salary when they bring in Jack Eichel. Now, I don't know exactly when Eichel is going to start playing for the Golden Knights, but when the Olympics were happening, it kind of made sense that they would attempt to bring him in if healthy uh, after the Olympics, which would be late February, early March. So you would expect the Vegas Golden Knights to make him a move up to the point where they pretty much know he's going to be, excuse me, penciled in and playing, uh, you know, for the Golden Knights before they start, you know, uh, trading players away. And, you know, Golden Knights are not a team where they can afford, you know, a few weeks without a Riley Smith and a few weeks without a Jack Eichel in the lineup. You know, they kind of want to make that transition as smooth as possible. So Riley Smith would be, you know, I I think a, a pretty interesting move for the New York Rangers. I think he adds definitely uh, depth at wing that the Rangers so desperately need. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, he is on the last year of his contract, so I don't know what it's going to take to get a player like that. But, you know, possibly if Kravtsov, which we all know as Ranger fans, Kravtsov is done as a New York Ranger. He's never going to play for the New York Rangers. He's going to be dealt in a trade. So I don't I don't know if it's something where, you know, they get, you know, Kravtsov and maybe a pick or if they want another you know, maybe prospect. I don't, I don't know what the Vegas Golden Knights really, truly need. I don't really follow them uh, in depth in terms of their uh, prospect pools. But, you know, the Golden Knights definitely are in a win now situation if they are healthy. And if they get Eichel back and, you know, shed a player like Riley Smith, they are really are true contenders and, you know, they are going to have to give up room to make room for, for the cap space for Eichel. So you definitely might be able to, you know, get a steal here and, you know, who knows? It's, it's one of those things where, you know, Riley Smith, if, you know, Vegas is telling him, Hey, we're going to dish you because, you know, we need the room, you know, he might want to go to contender. So you know, the New York Rangers, I think, would be a great spot. Obviously, I think Brendan Smith, um, you know, was a lifelong Ranger. He, he not lifelong Ranger. He was a Ranger for, you know, a few years. And, you know, Riley, his brother, uh, you know, probably had heard good things. You know, I mean, everyone loved Brendan Smith as a New York Ranger. Uh, you know, and I'm sure Riley was a little jealous that, you know, he had Madison Square Garden, you know, cheering, you know, when he threw a big hit and, uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Brendan Smith back as a, you know, a, a seventh defenseman who can play, you know, pretty much any position. He would have been truly valuable this year, I think, instead of going after players like fucking Patrick Nemeth and Tenorti. It's like, what, what was the point? Um, Jones. All right. Can we get into? Yeah. Should we get into Jones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into Jones. Uh, Jones. I thought he played great uh, on the back end. Um, you know, obviously players are going to have a little bit of growing pains and, you know, and he's been solid, you know, you have to applaud him. There are certainly mistakes that he, he makes, but you can see he, when he's comfortable and has a little bit of time and space and he can make, you know, things happen with the puck. Uh, he can make those outlet passes that, you know, Nemeth and Tenorti and, and Hayek can't make, um, you know, and he's just, a he seems very comfortable at times. Does he make mistakes without a doubt? Is he better than those other options that I just spoke about? Absolutely. I, I think he looks like a gamer. Uh, I honestly think he almost looks more comfortable than uh, Nils at a few, at moments. So, you know, good for Jones. Uh, I think he's playing his way onto this team, really leaving, you know, Gallant and, and Drury, 
you know, a tough call on, you know, if they have to truly pick one of these players to uh, stay here with the club because they're kind of stuck with Nemeth and, and Tenorti and, and Hayek, unless they move Hayek with the trade, which also would make sense just to throw him in there just to get rid of him. But, you know, the New York Rangers are, are going to, uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, you know, whether that be Nils or Jones, I think they're both going to be very solid defensemen. And I'm very, you know, pleased to see both of these kids kind of step into a, a little bit of a chaotic year, a year where there's a little bit more pressure because the Rangers have been good. And, you know, you got to give credit to Jones. He he looks confident. He looks like he fits in. Uh, he didn't break uh, he didn't break any of the, uh, the mojo that the Rangers had. Uh, in fact, I think he added to it. You saw he got rewarded with a bunch of shifts at the end of the last game against Edmonton. You can tell he was, you know, wants to throw pucks on net and, and make plays. And, you know, again, it's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, the New York Rangers, uh, you know, must take a lot of pride in, in having him in the organization. So now uh, uh, they spoke about him. You know, what else? What else? What else? You know, the Rangers are definitely... They got a they got a tough road trip here. And I know I know I say this a lot, but you know, every week is such a big week for the New York Rangers. And, you know, they go out west. Uh, you know, they kind of get away from the cold a little bit. They go to, you know, California. I'll pull up the schedule here so I get the actual days correct here. But, you know, the this West Coast span is is certainly gonna be tough. You know, they got the Vegas Golden Knights, ironically, that I just spoke about, Riley Smith and you know that team so pay close attention if you're going to watch that game because the rangers certainly could be and will be talking to this team uh come the trade deadline if not earlier uh as vegas definitely needs a shed salary to make room for eichel who's uh, i believe just i guess placed on the long term ir so his salary hasn't hit hit their roster yet so they got they got tomorrow night thursday they got the vegas golden knights at 10 p.m. Saturday night, 10 p.m., they got the Anaheim Ducks. Excuse me. Again, a team that has taken a huge step forward. I think, for me, personally, they were one of the biggest shockers in the NHL of how well they've been playing. Uh, and and then, um, yeah, well, I'm done talking about the Ducks. You know, and then uh, the following Monday, 10.30 at night, we play the LA Kings. Then we're off a couple days. Then the following Thursday, we play the San Jose Sharks at 10.30. Then we're on the road against the Philadelphia Flyers, kind of traveling back home, play them. And then we have three days off where we play, again, two gauntlet games back, not back-to-back, but you know, there's a day off in between, but against Toronto and Carolina. And then right after, on the road in Carolina, we have to come home and play Arizona. So, you know, if the Rangers beat Carolina, bet the house on Arizona the following night because that is a classic letdown game. Man, you're playing one of the best teams in the NHL, then you play the worst team in the NHL back-to-back. If you beat that team on the 21st, the Carolina Hurricanes, bet Arizona on the 22nd. They got like 13 points on the season. Another fact that Phil threw out there for me. I think it was 15 points, which is actually hilarious. 15 points. Unbelievable. Um yeah, so again, you know, these are, you know, with road trips, you want to finish above 500. You know, they got five games here on the road. You want them to go at least three and two. Can this, can this happen? Absolutely. Is Vegas that great of a team? No, we can beat them. 
are the Ducks that great of a team? No, we can beat them. The Kings, we can beat them. Sharks, we should beat them. Philly, we should beat them. So you you know you look realistically. The goal is three and two. I would love to see four and one. Honestly, I would. Uh, five and zero oh obviously is a little ridiculous on a road trip, a West Coast road trip. But you know the the boys, you know they need to step up here. They need to get some some wins. They need to go three and two. It'd be nice to beat the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and kind of get that first win under your belt. Uh, you know the Ducks are going to be a tough game. LA obviously, you know middle of the pack team, but they're going to be a tough draw. You know Sharks are you know they're struggling this year for sure, but they're another team that any on any given night they can beat you. So and and Philly's kind of in the same boat. Uh, the Philly game's huge. You got to win that one. So. You know, the Rangers are definitely uh, you know, got their work cut out for them on this uh, first half of the month. But, you know, again, to start the month of January off with a win against the, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning and a win against the Edmonton Oilers, in my eyes, you know, if you took these two weeks, they're ahead of the game right now. So, but again, good teams find ways to win and beat teams they're supposed to. So the Rangers need to go at least a minimum three and two on this road trip. Again, I'd love to see them go four and one. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, I don't know. I don't really have anything else on on the New York Rangers in terms of uh, you know performance and and what they're going to do. Uh, you know, in the upcoming months, in, in terms of making a move. Uh, you know, we obviously spoke about maybe bringing a Giroux in. Uh, you know, Pat, Patrick Kane kind of has a lot of buzz, but he kind of feels like um, I don't know. There's too much, I think, involvement with other teams around the league where they would really overpay for a Patrick Kane. I think the Rangers are smart enough to kind of just say, you know what, we're out of the Patty Kane sweepstakes. If they, if Chicago does want to make a move, you know, they're going to ask for too much and, you know, we should be out. Let's concentrate on building the right team and not just add players for the sake of adding players. I know Patty Kane is dynamic. He's still great, you know, would fit perfectly with the New York Rangers in terms of, you know, his uh, demeanor. But again, don't want to ruin this mojo. You got to bring the right player. It's got to be smart. Riley Smith is one of those guys that I think would fit right in uh, and be one of the boys immediately in day one. So uh, honestly, I really like that article about, you know, what Dan Rosen said with uh, Riley Smith. So I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Um, Let's see what else we got. What else we got? Uh, 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 I wanted to mention this. Hayek stinks. I mean, I think it's one of those things where the people who take pride with the eyeball test and, you know, the people who, um, the people who, you know, do all the analytics, right? And they, you know, you see the charts and there's just players and teams all over this graph. And you're like, what the hell is this? There's a bunch of letters with the little X. There's a big X. There's a, you know, apostrophe, question marks, everything. And, you know, you look at those graphs. I saw one the other day. I'm telling you, I don't know what it was, but they're like, they broke down every player on the Rangers. And there's just basically one big blob in the middle with every single player. Then there was like, and Aaron Fox in like the far corners, which were like, I guess, really good. And then the Hayek was like, you couldn't even be, I thought it was almost like off, off the chart. You know, like when you have a double screen and you can drag like an icon onto the screen, onto the right, like you had dual monitors. That's how far off he was. He wasn't like, again, he wasn't even like he was on the team. He was that bad. I was like, this just confirms my eyeballs are com- com- very right. 
the guy stinks. I, I, I don't like him. I know he probably had his best game as a Ranger this season, his last game that he played uh, when they stuck him with Jones. But still, it's just one of those guys that you kind of shake your head at. Like the Hayek experiment is over. I don't know if he's even better than Nemeth at this point. I, I really, I just shake my head at times. Um, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? You know, uh, again, I, I, I do want to touch on this too. Looking at the New York Rangers and, you know, where they are now in terms of cap space, obviously they signed big contracts for, um, you know, Adam Fox got a big contract. Mika Zibanejad got a big contract. And, and you know, you look at some of the guys with the middle of the pack contracts. And one of them that always gets a lot of flack was Barkley Goudreau. I'm telling you right now, this guy's earning every single penny he's making, uh, you know, in the last few weeks. It just feels like uh, there's a lot of confidence in his game right now. He's kind of showing you that he can play anywhere in the lineup, and he stepped up big time, especially when Panarin was out. Uh, he's a leader. He's getting scoring chances now. He's putting the puck in the net. Uh, the guy's just buzzing, and you know, I I, I kind of think this is why we got him. You know, when he's bad, he's a very serviceable defensive player that can do a lot of good things as a shutdown guy. But when he's feeling himself and and you know is excited to be on the ice and feels like he can produce and contribute, he's worth every single penny of the 3.6 that he's making. So I got to give credit where credit is due. Barkley Goudreau, good job. I think you got you know uh, sweet revenge against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and I saw you know obviously he got two Stanley Cups with them. He just got his ring um, from last year. Uh, so, you know, he was all excited to be, you know, you know, playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a home and home. Uh, and he, he played great and he led the New York Rangers to, to four points against them. So, yeah, again, got to give credit where credit's due. Um, you know, one player I feel like I haven't, you know, uh, you know, heard a, a lot of is I, this is going to be this is going to be crazy. Is Adam Fox and the guy's just like, yeah, uh, casual two assists here, a couple assists here you know, assist here. The the guy is, you know, putting up points where he's leading the defenseman in, in the league and scoring. And there's games where you don't really like see his name, but you look at the box score and he's got two fucking assists. It's unbelievable. And uh don't curse him a lot this podcast. Well you know what it is? I feel like, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. I got no Andy, so I can kind of you know do whatever the hell I want on this podcast. So, all right, that's, you know, pretty much everything I got for you. Big upcoming game tomorrow against the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll be a late one. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to stay up and watch the entire thing. But if it's one of those games where the Rangers just, you know, I don't know, they lay an egg and a, and a pooper and it's, you know, I'm looking at the clock and it's 1130. I got to be up in a few hours. I'm certainly shutting the thing off. I'll watch the, you know, the highlights the next day. Uh, I don't have time. I don't have time for bad hockey. I don't have time for, you know, a stinky team. So, again, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, comments, if you want to just abs- if you want to just honestly insult me I, as a, you know, as a podcast host and just tell me I'm stupid, I'm wrong. Uh, that's actually appreciated, too. Honestly, I get a good kick out of those. Uh, so, all right. Uh, everyone, uh, you know, take care, stay safe out there, stay healthy, take your vitamin D and vitamin C and, uh, Andy and I will be back on the next one. We promise.
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.